everyone, welcome to our podcast, Coffee, Tea, and Wine. This show is about us creating a space to talk about things that we love from TV shows to movies, lifestyle, and culture. I'm your host, Chels, and this is Nikki. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another week's episode of Coffee, Tea, and Wine. We're here, still in lockdown lost track of the days of you know quarantine but we still here still healthy still thriving how have you been this week i guess that's what you gotta talk about being healthy and thriving you gotta look at the bright side um child it is what it is at this point (laughs) i have nothing to say it's just like it is what it is and i just want to rant for two seconds like i know i'm not going anywhere i know this but I would like my packages on time. <laughs> Same. Like, I'm, like, starting to forget what I ordered. I have it written down in my planner. Like, every week, I just, whatever doesn't come, I rewrite them. And as they come, I, you know, cross them out. And even today, because, you know, we had this conversation, I'm trying to do my own hair. My hair is not coming today anymore. My hair, they talking about, oh, it, it might come Wednesday. I was like, you know what? At this point, when they come, they come. I'm not even going to stress them. Yeah, I'm over it too. Like, I saw a package come today and I was just like, what is this again? I was, I mean, I was excited when I opened it because it was something that I've been waiting for for since last month. I think I ordered it like the beginning of the month. Damn. So, I'm just, I'm done Where was it coming from? Tingbuck too? Like, it's Amazon. It's like some of the stuff you get it like a little bit on time. Not even on time. Like, it's you're, you're not getting Prime no more. No. But that was ridiculous. I'm not, she will I was, still be praying for Prime. That's, that's why I was thinking. They need to give people a discount because that's not fair. You're right. I, sh- I should email them. I was like, should I be even paying for Prime if we're not about to get Prime shipping? Because I've noticed, like, things that I order and I'm like, okay, whenever it comes, it comes. It's just something I, or, I wanted, but I'm not in a rush that I need it. Mm-hmm. Those are the stuff that's coming. But the things that I want now, <laughs> they're taking forever. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I try to, now whenever I'm ordering anything, I try to look at the projected, like, mm-hmm. it's going to come. And then I, I order. But if it's saying, like, a couple months, like, a couple weeks from now, if it's something that I need immediately, I'm just, I just go somewhere else. Because I feel like I don't get that same um, delay with, like, Walmart or Target. And they're saying the same things so that, you know, they're prioritizing what they're they're sending out. But I still feel like they give you within that five-day stretch. So I don't know why Amazon is taking weeks. I think it's, they're on, like, overload, too. Maybe, like, a lot of people. Um, well, I mean, a lot of people order from them regardless. So I don't know what the excuse is now. Whatever. Let me stop upset, upsetting my spirit. What are you drinking? I'm drinking wine, red wine. Oh, you on this wine kick? I mean, I went to the liquor store <laughs> a days ago, and I just restocked. I'm drinking tea. I'm drinking mint. Uh, not mint. I'm drinking ginger. I've been on a ginger tea kick, and I think it's because I had to go through all them issues just to get ginger. So I'm like, listen, I'm going to enjoy while I can. I'm going to enjoy this wine. I need it. I need to calm my nerves and sleep well. 
one will do that for you one will definitely do do that for you so what some of the parks were open this weekend and i saw that people didn't know how to act i don't know where where was people not knowing how to act because i just feel like there were people in certain areas that were a lot more crowded it was like the social distancing wasn't as great or organized as it should be i'm talking about the people who are like in central park okay okay the people the people who are like you know the white parks okay okay because that's that's where i was gonna head for because i felt (laughs) like they they were like there was like total disregard for what we're supposed to be doing people didn't have no mask on they were out there like chilling like it's just like it's like it's like the polo classics i don't understand what's going on <laughs> just like, oh i miss a polo classic oh. <laughs> i was just like i can't and my thing is like i told you i was in harlem yesterday and every pretty much everybody had a mask on like there was not someone that didn't have a mask on and people were still you know social distancing appropriately mm-hmm. and there were cop cars like circling the blocks like every five minutes. Where so, they needed them was down at hundred exactly. parks and all those other parks. And that's the thing that annoyed me and I kept on seeing on social media, like the just the difference of how the cops were treating people. They were giving out masks at like where all the white people were, but they wanted to be arresting people in the black communities. And I'm just like, come on, can we get some like equality here? Of course we would never, but still, like y'all are ridiculous. I'm just over it. They don't. I'm over it. Like even like yesterday. Like I, I'm. It's I'm starting to get this phobia now too, where it's almost like when I see people in 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 large like congregations, I get like nervous. Like and I don't want to be around them. So I don't. Know, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. <laughs> but because even yesterday when I was waiting on the food, I told you how the line was so long. But people were still, you know, six feet apart. And I, I was like, I can't go outside. I was like, I'll stay in the car. I was like, I'll stay in the car when the food called. Like, well, then call our number. I'll come out. Because it's like, I just have this paranoia now. And I'm like, I, I need to get over that. Because how am I going to go back into this world and, you know, function as a regular person if I'm getting scared when I'm in, like, groups with people now? Mm, yeah I, I kind of understand what you're talking about because it's the same for me too it's like even now like well places are starting to open each state is starting to like do their own way of opening and I'm just like come summer or late summer I don't think I'm really going to be in large groups anyway I don't like large groups but still like how am I going to function post-corona but- and I think that's a thought for everybody I think I saw something that, like you were saying, you think everything's going to slowly open up because it's like, I think for the 15th, they're saying that 50% of people are going to start going back to work. And then June 1st, I believe, they're going to start opening like barbershops, nail salons. And then by June 15th, larger venues are going to open restaurants and um, bars. So it's like they're slowly gonna i like that idea but i also think it it all depends on the individual businesses as well like you say for example barbershops you you know i have short hair 
well, right now I think I'm going to be like wearing braids for the summer. But when I used to go to the barbershop and get my, my lineup and my haircut, you know, barbershops be overcrowded. So my thought is, are the business owners going to do their part in like limiting, limiting the amount of people that can come in at a time? Because granted, yes, you're open, but you can't, hopefully can't have the same acuity of people in in there one time especially if your establishment is not large yeah i they're they're but they're already doing that so i think it's like by law now you can't serve people without a mask you can't have too many people in the space at a time so because even today i was driving past the post office people were outside the post office like standing outside Mm -hmm. waiting to to go in so it's that's how it's going to be now so i'm pretty sure when you make your appointment with your barber, they're going to tell you, like, someone's in here right now. You got to hope. And you know what? Because you know me. I always have my qualms with the barber. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they want to make money, they're going to have to come. Exactly. The barbers, they love having conversation and talking and taking longer than they need to, to cut somebody's hair. The men came in for a lineup. Why, that, why is that only taking 30 minutes? Hurry up. So I hope this will make the barbershop more efficient. Yeah, because then you have to think about it. Like barbershops have multiple barbers in there and then each barber have their own clients. Yeah. So, But I've always been the person to, even before this, to call my barber. And most men are like this too. Call like how many people you got? What time can I come? Or ahead of time, like set your appointment. And even with that, you're still going in there and sitting forever because people want to have conversations, Mm -hmm. clients want to be late. I like to be in and out. So when I tell you I'm coming on time, I'm coming on on time and I'm trying to leave. I'm not trying to be in there all day because getting your hair cut shouldn't be an all-day ordeal. So If people don't, I feel like a lot of them don't enforce like strict rules for when people come late or miss their appointments or their time slot or whatever because like now... A lot of places that I go, if you show up late, they charge you. Charge if, you. If you don't come, they charge you. And sometimes the charge is like 50% of what you're going to pay if you got uh, that work done. Uh, not to go off, go off on a tangent, but I remember one time I was supposed to go see my dermatologist and work to call me in the day of. And I couldn't, like, it was an emergency and I had to go into work. And I called them and I let them know. At this point, for some reason, I didn't know about the late fee or the cancellation fee because mm-hmm. I've never missed an appointment with the, my dermatologist. So they were like, oh, you know, there is a such and such a fee. And I was like, I didn't know that. I've never had to do that before. And then I was like, then again, I never missed an appointment. And they said, we're going to like waive it this time. But for the future, you know, we're going to charge you. And I was like, that's fine. That's reasonable. Mm-hmm. But I I can respect that because I feel like you hold people accountable for the time because you know how I feel about time. Time is money and some and time is something that you can't get back. I feel like a lot of people don't have enough respect for people's time. And that's what that's one of my biggest pet peeves, but you're right. Well, hopefully they'll have it together. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm pretty sure like they're required by law now to have a s- certain system set in place. For how to conduct their business during this time but you know we'll see well we'll see with the barbers especially the jamaicans because <laughs> they know they don't know Trevon. what that's fine Trevon, Donovan, better than <laughs> Donovan need to have them act together <laughs> oh my god 
so have you been hearing about this whole Karen is a new N-word? Listen, these white people need to go somewhere. They can't even yeah. cut, um, kiss my teeth real good. Because I don't know how the two correlate. I really don't. How? Okay. And I mean, of course, I was looking it up, trying to figure out where it came from, because I've heard it before, but I was not never really paying attention to it. Then I heard um, Kid Fury and Krizzle talk about it. And then this week, I saw it pick up on social media, and it was, it came from a woman over in England, and she, um, I read the article in The Guardian. I was like, of course, it's one of those plain-looking white women who don't know no better. Of course. Like, come, let's be serious. Where on God's green earth you going to think the N-word and the word Karen is equivalent? According to them, it is. They just... They just want to find something to, you know, use against us. It's like they always try to counteract when we have, like, issue and we're complaining about it. They always have to have a comeback to be like, well, you guys do this and you guys say that. So it's similar. It's not. It's not, Karen. It's not. And I have plenty of Karens at work and plenty back. And Black people. There's Black Karens, too. So right. I know a lot of Black Karens. <laughs> right. <laughs> Some of these aunties are Karens. So, but my thing is like, come on, you cannot equivalate it to be the same because unlike the N-word, you can't just go around saying the whole N-word. I can say Karen and nobody flips the switch. Exactly. And like I heard somebody say, you have plenty of Karens out there, but do you have a nigga out there? You have a nigga, you know anybody named nigga? Right. No. So, come on. They need to stop. They really need to stop. But um, I was reading in the Washington Post and this, like, they were saying that of course, it has gained traction, but no one of seriousness is even making this a thing. They know this is stupid. And I was like, I'm glad y'all know this is stupid because Karen and the N-word, they will, they will never be in the same ballpark. Okay? Never. They, it would never come close. And I don't even want to hear it anymore. This better die this week because this is just ridiculous. And I feel like sometimes when white women want, I guess if they're not getting attention, they have to come up with something absurd to bring the spotlight back on them. Listen, we all know that's that's everybody in general. I feel like whenever like you talk about a specific race all the time, it's almost like they feel like it should be more inclusive and not just being specific. But like I want to talk about black people because that's who I can identify with I, specifically black women so if I want to say something about black women I should be able to say something about black women without white people getting offended and Latinas getting offended or you know Asian women getting offended but that's just how our society is set up now everybody's so sensitive and you really can't say your piece anymore without getting scrutinized yeah it's almost like well, it's not only you guys, we too. Yeah. Okay, but I'm black. I'm a black woman. And this is how I identify. And this is what happens. Exactly. I can't speak for you. I can't speak for you. And I bet you any money, if I try to speak for you, the first thing you're going to say, you don't know my life. Exactly. <laughs> so let me talk about what I know about a black woman, okay? 
not saying I don't respect other women, but I don't know anything about y'all on that type of level. And I will never know unless you tell me. And outside of that, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. I'm I I would know from a witness standpoint, but not from an experiencing experiencing it standpoint. So it is what it is. Anyway, so please tell me you have your sage and your incense ready. I've always got my sage. Oh, so what what what, what kind of demons are you casting out on a regular basis? <laughs> I'm playing. Whole world. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, um, Jill Scott and Erica Badu is gonna be on the next verses next week. I'm actually low key excited about this. It's gonna definitely be some spiritual, you know. Uh, what it was they call it like wisdom dropping a few things might go go over your head that you might not understand that's all like I don't I don't need I just like just stop the music simple yeah they need to just be simple because I know Erica Badu kind of loves to you know be expressive and creative with how she delivers her messages at times I don't need like I, I think she had like a live where she was in a bubble like she was in a what like she was in like this bubble, like a, like 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 a quarantine type of bubble, and they were like she was in one, I guess, and two of her other musicians were in um like separate ones. It was kind of cute, but I'm just like, I don't need you doing all of that extraness. Just sit there in the studio, wherever, and, and just, just give me my music. Just hit play <laughs> and skip and skip. Like I don't need you doing all of that extra stuff because there's a time and place for everything. Like, I hear that a lot of people are saying, I think, that is it MTV is trying to pick it up now, the verses, to do something after quarantine? Let's wait until after quarantine. Y'all can do a whole production. Y'all could be all ostentatious and do all this yeah, show. That's, what, that's what Teddy Riley was hoping for. <laughs> well, they, you got their attention now. <laughs> so, well, but, I mean, um, Switch Beats and Tickle and definitely owns it, so they would have to go through them. Yeah, it was with talks. It, it was talks with them. Okay, cool, cool. But yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Let's not get too spiritual with it. Let's get let's yeah, not get turn it into a seance or something. Chill, <laughs> because that's what I'm saying. Like, I love Erica Badu. I love Jill Scott. I love me some Jill Scott. I I I love. I've always loved her, and I love her even more that she acts too. And mm-hmm. she's one of those actors. Like, I know I'm watching Jill Scott. But I still love you anyway. Like, yeah. I'm not annoyed to see you on screen. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, did you get to hear the Megan, St- um, Megan Stallion and Bay's Savage remix? Yeah, I heard it. How did you feel about it? Uh, I was just like, why Beyonce got to be on this? Oh, don't let the Beyonce come for you. <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. I'm not going to, but I understand. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, I keep forgetting that she's from Houston too. Like, you know, like, you keep forgetting that Beyonce is from Texas, just like how Meg is from Texas. Yeah, so it's it's in all fairness, it would be a good a good collabo. But I was just like, the song is cute, but you ain't have to be on a remix. I'm sorry. My she- my thing was I've been hearing the Savage song from the TikToks for so long. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, that I, don't I'm need, over? I don't need a revamp of it. Yeah, that's what I'm like. I feel like I probably would have appreciated it more had it been pre-TikTok. Because yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking I've heard this song for so long over TikTok and everywhere else. 
And all I can think of is the TikTok dances now. Yeah, I don't even I don't even think of the dances too crazy. This one this one is not as simple as the last one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's not a bad song. I wish it's we not a bad, it's not a bad I song. wish we had um a summer where we like day parties and this would be a, a summer banger, but we're not having it. And even like the her punchlines, like Beyonce's punchlines in the songs. I was like, Oh, okay. I I, I hear you, B. Yeah. They're solid. To, I can't put on your, jump up to put on your jeans. Like I'll be like, I know the struggle. I know the struggle. <laughs> <laughs> We've been there, we've been there. <laughs> oh my goodness. So did you okay, I think I sent you this. Uh DJ Khaled on live and okay, what are, what is wrong with these girls? I'm sorry, but why would you do that? Clout. Clout. I'm just like, girl, and like people in the comments like he could have just turned it off, turned it off. But I understand where he's coming from, as in he probably is so shocked, like, yeah, he just turned a fool, and because you you had to laugh at me at something I did on um social media the other day and it's not like I'm not savvy and I just turn it like a straight fool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I I felt for him cuz I kind of saw him in the in the position and he's like, "Oh my god, what am I supposed to do?" Oh, oh, oh. And she's talking about, "But I got to get the water. I got to get the and I was just, no, nah, she's just doing that for clout. Like I heard somebody said, did she make a wrong turn and thought she was on quarantine radio? Because it's like, why would you come on here doing that? And I'm just tired. I'm not, like, by all means, twerk all you want, shake your ass all you want, do the most. But I, I'm just tired of seeing it on everything. Like, it's, the man obviously don't want you doing that right now. So you can't just have a civilized conversation. I don't yeah. know. Like leave leave it for the platform where it's accepted. Like I said, quarantine radio. <laughs> or whoever wants to go there and see that. Cause I don't want to I don't need to be on everybody live and seeing people spraying whipped cream on their ass and throwing water on their ass and doing all and doing the most. I'm just like sometimes I need like I'll be taking breaks from Instagram. I'm sorry. It's it's you open Instagram now and every for the first maybe five, six stories it's alive it's alive it's alive i'm like i don't i didn't come on for all these lives i just want to see my friend's stories and you gotta like scroll all the way down before mm-hmm. before you get to one of your friends' stories and i was just like and some of y'all be on live some of these people on the shit. live it's only five people watching y'all y'all don't need that get off they're not even doing nothing <laughs> that's the other thing they sitting there looking to see who like i think i accidentally tapped on somebody live and they like squinting trying to see like i'm like girl you know it's only four people in here why do you need to be <laughs> four people I just, I just came out. <laughs> I hate when that happens. You click on somebody's live by accident. Yeah, because it's like I wasn't trying to get out of something. I wasn't really trying to come in here. I was coming out. I was just like, girl, bye. Because I'm like, why is she squinting like that? Yeah, poor DJ Khaled. He he looks so innocent in that moment. I'm not saying the man is innocent, but it's just the way he looks. You know, the man's innocent. Like I heard everybody in the comments saying, he innocent. <laughs> <laughs> he, the way he was turning around, like. No, stop. It's all love. It's all... 
I feel like he was just trying to like not be too dismissive too and just be True. like I don't think he just, wanted to be just like yeah. just cut her off and hopefully she would just sit down and talk to him but she kept on going talking about I have to go get the water as soon as she did that I would have been like you know what Cliff? I tried I tried I tried to like be nice but you weren't having it and I have to click you off yeah that was too much she she was doing too much um so Jordan Peele is coming out with a new series on HBO called Lovecraft Lovecraft Country. Did you see the trailer? No, I didn't see it. Uh, can this man not make a regular TV show or a movie? Does this man just not want me to watch his stuff? He probably just likes those, you know, psychological horror. Stuff. Yeah, that's probably his genre, and that's probably just something that he always wanted to do. So it's based on a 20, um, 2016 novel by Matt Ruff, um, the character Atticus Freeman, and Letitia, who's played by Journey Smollett, on a, on, on a road trip across the 1950s Jim Crow America. And in the, uh, the trailer, it looked like, you know, a regular, you know, man coming home, his father is missing, and they need to go on the road trip. And then the thing turns dark. You see beasts and animals and freaky things coming out the woods at night. And I'm just like, Jordan, do you not want me to watch any of your shows anymore? I kind of, that's kind of like my thing. I like the supernatural, the psychological thrillers. I like scary stuff. So I will be tuning in. I thought I was too, <laughs> but I feel like the more I got older, I'm just like, this ain't for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a good scare. <laughs> I will, I will, I will stream it so the man can get the views. But I don't know because I definitely am not watching. I say I'm not. I will buy a ticket, but I don't think I'm going to see Candyman. Which Candyman you about? To, that's probably going to be on Netflix. Like how? What did they just released on? Like something? Was it Trolls? Trolls and Trolls did, did well. But I mean, I expected Trolls to do well only because all these kids are home and these parents want their kids to shut up and sit down. Well, they're going to do that because I think like AMC said they're not opening back up until the fall or something. If like they that. even open back up, aren't they filing in bankruptcy? That's, that's probably why. <laughs> not to laugh, but that's probably why. But I don't know. I just, I really don't know if the movie theater is going to be open anytime soon. True. I'm not, I was saying, talking to one of my friends, and I was saying that, uh, I wanted the movie um, companies to at least release um, the movies that they can't watch in theaters, at least on like, what you call it, the premium channels. Mm -hmm. Because if you're going to wait till uh, everything goes back, it's going to be like movies back to back to back to back. And a lot of stuff got pushed back already. And a lot of stuff got pushed back already. And that means things that were supposed to come out probably got pushed even further back. It's just going to be the same. I'm just like, Disney, you could just release uh, Mulan on Disney Plus and ask us to pay like an extra $2.99 fee to watch it because we're not going anywhere. But that's what I was saying to you the other day. Like, how are they even filming new stuff too? Yeah. Because think about it. You can't really go anywhere. You can't fly out to another country to do to find like locations certain states you probably still can't do nothing so it's like I'm like are they even making new stuff out now or is that on hold as well probably on hold unless what they might do is since we can't 
go anywhere. And because they can't also film anything or do any new production, the movies that were probably supposed to come out now and like early summer and stuff will be pushed back to fill up the time of for them to give them time to start doing production on other stuff if that makes sense I don't know if that was clear yeah because like you said no one is doing any production there's a lot of things that are supposed to come back and they have not been in production I told you the other day I missed Top Boy but I'm that's probably not even being shot I hope it was but I don't know I thought they did I think they had showed that they had started filming that months ago I think I've seen like them talking about season three already so it probably did get filmed already because if things are already shot editing is nothing unless you need to redo a scene but if let's say everything is shot and done editing is technically a breeze you it's all is you on a computer making things making sure things are cut correctly Mm -hmm. so hopefully Maybe that's the way things are going. But yeah, Jordan, um, I need you to make something for us wimps. <laughs> <laughs> the man was already, the man did his whole mad TV thing. He just want to do what he want to do now. Leave him alone. I know, but uh, can I get something for me now? But I, I'm actually happy that he's doing other stuff too. Only because, you know, when you see certain Black producers and Black directors and they do like one thing and it's great and you hope that they get more opportunities to do other stuff is great now like that he's not only on the big screen but he's also on coming on hbo as well so he's getting two different types of money but then i think that you you're saying that you don't like the fact that he doesn't make other things that you can watch but but if you think about it like directors that are well known for certain genres they stick to that genre like m night Shyamalan, he only makes those type of and m night Shyamalan from from the sixth sense has gone yeah. downhill but no but i'm j- even but like, i know what you mean <laughs> yeah like quentin tarantino he yeah, only makes those mean. type of no like, i'm just i understand that i'm just like i'm a scaredy cat <laughs> let's be serious i'm tra- I'm just trying to give him our time because it's like if he was to bust out and do like a, a romantic comedy y'all gonna be like why did he do this <laughs> like, I, was- gonna get- I would be like yeah something i can watch oh my god and then if it's trash then y'all gonna say i'm coming for what you know yes no let me stop <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness did you um get to watch the episode of insecure low-key losing it of course I watched. <laughs> what are we gonna do Sunday nights? That's it. Really, there's nothing else to do on Sunday nights. I feel like when Sunday comes, that's the only thing I'm looking forward to. Like, hey, it's not ten o'clock yet. Insecure. Yeah. I don't even know what else comes on. Me either. I watch YouTube all day and then I wait on Insecure. Um, but what did you think about this episode? I'm just over this awkwardness with Issa and Molly. Like, can y'all just? nip it in the butt already like I'm so tired of it and it's like now they're going through their friends with it yeah like which I must say Kelly and Tiffany gave some sound advice they did but it's still not addressing the problem like they're still not addressing it because even though the friends are telling them you know this is what's going on you guys the friends are not privy to what's going on with them so they're just giving general advice of you know maybe it's just Mm -hmm. a communication breakdown or whatever they're just giving general overall advice but yeah you're right they don't know the ins and outs of things that are going on 
And I'm just mad at how judgy Molly is. Like, just because she's having a conversation with Lawrence doesn't mean that she's heading back down that same road of um trying to get back with him. Because, like, when she said, I have to go, and she was like, mm-hmm, because she's seen Lawrence leaving. Good girl, that don't mean she's leaving with him. And I'm kind of mad because it's like Issa is not really letting her, like, giving her too much information, too, about what she's doing. It seems like she's not telling her like how the block party is is going but um, look what happened when she asked her for the help and molly grilled her about yeah saying oh, that she didn't pay did, did you pay did, them do you have time? a contract did you pay did you do this and Issa's like yeah yeah i did i did i did like but so- that was before but that was before the- that was after i mean that no i agree after. i agree with you but i'm saying is it's just it's almost like molly to me is not even supportive and then with that scene of her grilling her it's like did you are you expecting her to like fail i feel like i just feel like it's almost like it's like you say something to me if i feel like this is the time this is the opportunity i'm gonna say something to you you i don't i don't get the feedback that i want to get so the next time when I, when you do want to talk, I'm not going to talk and say what I want to say. That's that's how us, it's like they're almost playing tennis every time they have a conversation. Because even when she called her, when she called her to ask her to ask for the favor to get a different artist, mm-hmm. she looked like she was ready to start talking. She was like, girl, I had a bad, like, yeah. I really had a rough day. And then Issa was like, so can you, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's like they're always missing each other mm-hmm. or they're still in their feelings from a past conversation. So they're not really getting the point across of what's really going on with them and trying to like fix the problem. So I don't know, but, but you are right. Molly is like going ham on Issa for no reason. For no reason. And the scene that really showed me that Molly is on a whole different stratosphere with it is when they were all at Tiffany's house and they were in the living room and talking and she was saying how Andrew is understanding. First of all, Andrew is not understanding. You assume he was understanding with you missing all the dates but my thing oh, is this man like y'all in an eight-year relationship already <laughs> right hold on let me finish because we're gonna get to molly and andrew and as a joke Issa said oh you th- you jada with red table talk and then kelly jumped in talking about i'm well that was an honest <laughs> joke she was not even jabbing at yeah. you and then you had the nerve to come back when she said, oh, where do you want this? Oh, you weren't here last week when we decided where that went. And I will lie, Molly. Girl, get a grip. Yeah, but she's she's real sensitive now. It's like you can't even joke around like how y'all used to. Because that wasn't a dig at all from Issa. That wasn't a dig. It's because she low-key knows that, like she said to Andrew, she never got this far in a relationship. So it's like now she's trying to preserve what she has, but she's still messing it up because I'm just looking at it like, you have this man. Why aren't you prioritizing your time to spend with him if this is quote unquote what you want? Mm-hmm. You you have, and, and it's like he's putting more of an effort into trying to accommodate you because half the time he's at your crib. Yeah. Yeah, she missed out on him three times. Yeah, and the first time when she forgot that he was coming over and she was doing work. Mm-hmm. You think any man's about to come over and I was doing work and and then say, okay, I'm coming back, and then you take hours to come back. I'll, listen, I'm surprised he woke up. <laughs> I was surprised he woke up because I was like, if it was me, I'd be like, listen. You missed your time at 10 o'clock. I'm going to sleep. Leave me alone. And I got work in the morning. Like, bye. 
my my thing is is she really she's not prioritizing him because if he came since he came over if I was doing work and my man came over granted I was probably knee deep into it and I forgot that he was coming over but the moment the man is here oh work who she could have did she could have like you know made time for him and then let him go sleep and then go back to her work work. she could have really did that and then she uh skipped out on him again when she was at work and her work colleagues I actually like that little moment with them because it seems like her work environment is getting better Mm -hmm. and she skipped out on him again then and then when she was at the house she was like rain check with Tiffany's house rain check you know still on baby duty and I'm just like but I'm like you're you sound like you're there every weekend so why is it that you can't just say you know what Tiffany, I'm here every weekend, and I just wanted to... But I'm pretty sure Tiffany would understand as well. Like Tiffany said, Derek is helping her. Exactly. Derek is full-on And, like, all of them need to be there. Like, you know, I hate friends that are like that. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's where they feel like they need the whole village there all at once, all the time. Like Spread the village out so people don't get overwhelmed. Because Kelly looks like she's annoyed. Yeah, because she's there. Didn't you hear them say the baby look like Kelly? Because yes. Kelly's probably there the most. <laughs> I'm just like, because I was just like, I thought that they were going there for like a like some type of event. I did not know that the baby was already born. This is like week one or two or three or whatever. And they, this is just something that they're doing every week. I'm just like, really? Because she was like, oh, you missed last week. We were putting the stuff over there. So I was like, girl, you was here last week too and you can't go to the movies with your man? Please, go tell tell Tiffany that, you know, um, I was here last week, I'm here this week, and I, I'm going to have to cut the visit short because I have plans with Andrew. And then go do what you need to do with him and then go do your work. Because right after you leave there, you're going to go do work. And then want to get mad when he made plans. That's what I'm, I was confused. I'm just, you're always you know, put him on the back burner. And the moment he's like, I made plans with the boys to go play poker or whatever they're going to play, you get upset. And I'm just, do, did you forget you kept on making other plans? Listen, she's going to lose him if she don't get her act together. Because he's, he sounds very patient and he's willing to, you know, try with her. Because every time, you know, they have that awkwardness between them they always end up having a conversation and seem like they're pa- they patch things up and like let's move forward but and mind you she was the one who wanted to be exclusive she wanted exactly but like she said she never got this far <laughs> she said she never got this far in a relationship so she don't know how to balance and i i get that because it's like look what the type of situation she was always in before it seemed like it was just not succinct like how it is now so i don't know but i'm like did you not have relationships in the past like serious relationships i guess not i think molly is the type that she was always career driven and she never Mm -hmm. really made space or made time in her life for a relationship and i feel that andrew is kind of making her see how a serious relationship can work and well, an adult and, relationship yeah and forcing her to prioritize the person in her life and because he's not telling her you need to neglect your work 
you just mm-hmm. also have to fit me in as well because this is what you want and to to be in a relationship and choosing to be in a relationship you have to put work into that and cultivate it because at the end of the day if you don't do that and your work your your time is spent with your career and work I don't care what nobody says that relationship is going to fall apart if you're not putting in that time relationships are work are work they're not just there for when you want to pick it up and put it back down and I feel like that's what she was doing with Andrew she was picking him up when she was had time or was ready for him and she was putting him down because she was all up at work because that's what she's used to her past relationship is always based off of convenience but those relationships weren't real relationships i can i can understand those relationships were like hit it and quit it and those are perfect for picking up and putting down but when you're trying to be in a serious relationship girl find your therapist that's what i'm about to say and this is why she needs to go see a therapist because she obviously don't know what's what's normal or what's it and then you think that she will get that living in a like being in a two-parent family for that long and seeing how you well we we know after a while she realized her dad cheated but you had that perception that they were like the perfect couple so how is it that hard for you to kind of mimic that as an adult and you had it as an example growing up so I don't know you know what I appreciate about this episode? The the fact that Tiffany was talking about how Derek had to advocate for her when she was in the hospital. And I feel like because the part of um, healthcare I'm in, I, de- I deal with OBGYNs, um, pregnant women, that <clears throat> it is a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. Black women have the higher rate of mortality um, in giving birth and being pregnant. And I was like, look at Issa slipping that in. Right? I appreciate that. Yeah. And it also showed that it really doesn't matter your status, your socioeconomic status, because, of course, it seems like uh, Tiffany and Derek are well off mm-hmm. and they still had to fight to have the physicians and doctors, physicians, doctors are the same thing, <laughs> to listen to them and listen to her concerns. Well, they well, they said um, they even referenced um Serena and why you don't get no bigger than that and they still wasn't listening to what she was so once you're this skin color they ain't trying to listen to you they think you don't know anything it's like I know how my body should feel and it shouldn't feel like this I'm telling you something is wrong at least run a test (laughs) like come on but yeah um Lawrence Lawrence really have a skewed way at looking at life. Tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like Lawrence look at people's relationships and feel like their relationships is their relationship is perfect, and that's the type of relationship he's trying to like. People shouldn't come with baggage. When we get together, we should just mesh. We should just work. And when he was talking to Derek, when they was um, looking at Simone, and he was you know telling him you know I you know I admire you guys and the stuff in the third and Derek was like this wasn't our plan like we wanted to you know two years we didn't want to have a baby for another two years we wanted to travel and everything else but she came along and and this is what life is and I feel like slowly Lauren is and with his father's help as well is really learning that well, he has to, that relationships are not this cut and dry thing. And things happen. People come with baggage. You have to work. And it's not just going to look or be perfect all around. 
at this point, Lawrence and Lawrence and Molly need to go to therapy together because they got no, for some... real. Lawrence d- does need therapy. He really does. Lawrence needs therapy <laughs> because if your dad, your because Lawrence what is the only kid, right? And if your dad is telling you that I brought baggage, your mom brought baggage, and we worked it out, and if that doesn't wake you up about relationships, what else will? I don't know. Like they have a lot of working on themselves that they need like each of them Lawrence I feel like Issa's headed in the right direction because she is like growing now and doing something that she actually wants to do because she she took that big step when she left the company that she was working for to go do the start doing the block party thing so I feel like she's heading in the right direction Lawrence I don't know (laughs) Lawrence has a really jaded perception on relationships and so does Molly. So they need, and, and it seems like it's something that they both want. So if they really want this, they need to go do the work and get the help they need. Yeah, they need to do the work the work on themselves and then they can um, be in a relationship. I love that Mira bitch is back. Who? Mira bitch. Issa's like, oh. <laughs> like we haven't seen um, Issa rap in the mirror in a minute. Because she, she bought her business. She had no time to be in the mirror. No, but I feel like when things get crazy, she has to like hype herself up, and I love the fact that she ain't got time for her either because she has this stress. <laughs> like, Mary Mary she was jumping at her. I was like, oh snap! <laughs> Before Isla, she's so um, knee deep into the black party, which I love. I I actually love Isa that the Isa that we see now. Like you can tell that she is motivated about the black party. Mm-hmm. And the the scene of her trying to like look for local talent. Yeah. Did you think what's his name? The dark skinned one, Daniel. I was like, why did she ask him? That's the right. first thing that came to mind when she was looking for for an artist. I was like, is she, I hope she's. I was like, is she calling Daniel? But then it's like she calling all these people that <laughs> the one that got shot and the phone got shot too. <laughs> and I was like, she was like, so y'all got access to the phone? Oh, so the phone got shot too. And I'm like, really. <laughs> really but you know what you know what i feel and i don't i hope this is not true why i feel like condola has something to do with the artist dropping out you think so i hope condola is why is she not answering the phone that's true but yeah i feel like this episode was a shot in one day is it just one day this this no, episode is not no it's not you don't think this episode is like a one day shot no, like this is just one day in the week no no because remember the water cut off that day. Then they she had, had to take a shower that night, and she couldn't. Yeah, she, they couldn't. But no, she. The water. I, I don't know what happened to the water now, but they didn't have water. The, the episode started with them not having water. I know. You don't day. think it's the same day? No. Molly went to work and went like and went on a whole date. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. This <laughs> <laughs> is like she went to work on went a whole date had sex with homeboy woke up another day and went out and went to tiffany's house so this is this is days this is days apart i'm just saying like i just feel like she had something to do with it and lawrence had something to say to her so i don't know if it's geared towards that too like you know me and condola got into an argument because she feels like our relationship is kind of weird because we still you know, we we share mutual. But I friends. hope Condola won't allow that because that, then you're that would be real messy. Yeah, that would be so messy. And 
she knew they had a, a relationship prior and if you can't handle it you should never went into the relationship with him so this is going to show if condola can really separate business from her relationship with lawrence because if because because i'm listening to like what molly was saying to her like you know you they he signed a contract yeah but he found some way to get out of it what he's getting he got his money he got everything so what is it that made you she said he just he just backed out last minute so how you just backed out of a contract like that and then there's no type of like legal actions taken yeah so i'm just i'm just wondering like did she say something to him to kind of sabotage it because i of hope not and let's let's pray that's not what's going to be a grimy one <laughs> it, it really i it, it would be something i didn't see coming so i hope not um I was so happy that Nathan called. I know everybody don't like Nathan, but I was happy that he at least called. And I was like, okay, since he called, does that mean he's going to like pop up at the block party? Maybe. He I said, you have to call me back if you don't want to. <laughs> I mean, working. why would I have to call you back? You ghosted me. So if I don't want to call you back, I I'm not going to call you back. But I do think it's kind of cool that he did call her. I know some people are like, oh, it's that's like a, what they call them? Like a like a f-boy type of thing but remember- so he could have sent the text and that i feel like that would have been worse right because because it's like you gave her the option of hearing the message and taking the initiative to either ignore you or call you as a, as opposed to you sending a text and then she's saying i didn't get the text or leaving you on red and and you know like nothing comes out of it so i feel like he he did a bold move by calling her I like, agree, and I remember he motivated, like he motivated her to do it because when she had the idea and she wasn't too sure about it, he, you know, was like, "No, it's a great idea. I think you should do it." And I think that's kind of nice that he sees that she's making progress in in the block, um, on the block party, and you know, just calling her and saying like, "Hey, I really think this is great. I'm glad that you're doing it. I I like that." Yeah, I appreciated that too. I'm kind of glad he hit her up. Maybe there's some future for him. Because I don't want her and Lawrence back together. I just don't. I don't know. Like I say, I always liked Issa and Lawrence, and I wish that they could work out their differences and, you know, get together some way, somehow. But maybe maybe you're right. Maybe there's no more room for the both of them in each other's lives. I hope not. Just gonna have to like move on, especially Lawrence, because I don't know who he wants. He really wants a Claire Huxtable. Cause <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, because Condola ain't working. Um, Molly not asking Andrew for the favor. Do you think she was being? No, I don't even. It's not even. Do you think she was being petty? He could have asked. She could really ask. Because she's making it seem like. Like her asking a favor is gonna change the dynamic of their relationship. Because one, Andrew knows she's doing a block party. Andrew knows that she's dealing with artists. I don't see what was what would be such a stretch to be like, hey, somehow her headliner dropped out. Do you know or can you help her find like you know an artist, maybe not a big one, but you know somebody who's local or whatever. And and then she said she even did the work because she said she found somebody on the label and she just she just want him to kind of make that connection so right. it's not like, it's not like she just went to her and be like yo just give me any any artist she she came and was like i have such and such found somebody can you just like you know speak to them and let me see if i could 
get us meeting and then we could talk from there and see if it will work out. She could have did that. That that's not that hard. It's not. You can you could have pillow talked. Like Issa said, you know, work your pillow talk. You could have pillow talked that with Andrew. I don't think Andrew would have had an issue at all. Because he sounds like he's he's in supportive of it too. Cause like remember when he was asking her if it was okay if Nathan um to come to the block party. Like so it's like I don't see why not. Oh, not the black party, to the mixer. To the, to the mixer, yeah. And it's like, and I'm also thinking, like, you go to all, he's always inviting you to all these listening events. Like, so so why would you feel like he's not, like, involved in the job like that where it's not something that he would probably enjoy doing to be like, okay, I had some type of input on it, too. So, I don't know, Molly. That's but this is why I feel like Molly does not support Issa in her endeavor the way Issa supports Molly in her career because Molly sees the I believe although they're not talking details but I do feel like Molly sees the work that Issa's putting in and if I know if something big happened like the headline of falling falling through right regardless of what happened you know things happen all the time especially when you're doing your first big event anything could happen especially when you print flyers and something just because what if the let's say the, the the headliner didn't fall through let's say he got sick let's say something else happened out of his control and he had and he can't do it anymore because remember i think in this episode that he's a month out they're a month out from the black party why wouldn't you help her out if you can i i really don't mm. see i i really feel like Molly is not supportive the way she is with Issa. For because for me, at least with my friends, I know for a fact if I'm capable of helping out, I'm gonna do that. Especially if I can tell that you you've been working long days, early mornings, late nights, and this particular thing that happened to you was out of c- your control. It was nothing of you being negligent, right? But something it it happens. I'm going to come through for you if I can. I'm going to try to help you. Because mm-hmm. let's be serious. This block party for Issa is, is a, is a passion project. And when you saw her put about the food in the last episode, the Thanksgiving episode, it's because, oh, we're only this month, this many months out and I have to make sure the money's correct. So you see her like making sacrifices and you, you not helping her. Yeah. That's kind of messed up. I really hope that, because I don't know how, how it's going to play out with their their whole falling out, but I hope it's not something that damaged them in a way where there's no repair, <laughs> because we really seen us, I'm really seeing another side of Molly that <laughs> I didn't see in previous seasons, and like, you know, she kind of, she was shady, but I just feel like now it's like to a default. She needs to go back to her therapist. I don't know. She in her feelings too much. Anyway, so that's this week's um, episode of Insecure. Uh, is there anything you want to talk about for wind down besides the fact that I'm ready to be outside? <laughs> that's what I was about to say. I'm ready to be outside. <laughs> my, uh, my shopping cart baskets are full and I'm just ready to press purchase. But I just need to know if I'm going anywhere. I know I'm going out there. I'm going out there. It's just a matter of what are you going to do up there? <laughs> That's the problem. You're just going to go for walks. You're going to go to the parks. And 
social distance because if we're gonna do brunch i want to do brunch outside whatever restaurant we go we, there needs to be an outside section that we can have a constant flow of fresh air even if i have to wear be you and a million people because i'm telling i know when that them restaurants open up brunches is gonna be od it, it, it's gonna be i feel like people that don't even brunch gonna be brunching <laughs> <laughs> they just want to be outside you know, it's the one place I, I, I'm actually missing a lot that I want to go, and it's, like, on the list, but that place is always full anyway, and the wait list is always ridiculous. Zona de Cuba? No. Where? At least Zona de Cuba is, like, their space is large, but it's still always packed. Claudette's. Well, oh, Claudette's. That's, that's, I need, I need that, that seafood broil. It's calling my name. Listen, mm-mm. Some of them, some of them places, like you know, when you try to get like a nice rooftop in the summertime, you have to like book days. Hey, you talking about weeks? You gotta book week. Like, rem- like remember that place I wanted to go to, and I ended up going there like in January, trying to go there from summer. Yes. <laughs> and when I went there, it was trash. <laughs> I hated the food, and I'm just like, so it's like the. I remember all. I remember the whole summer. Me and one of my um coworkers were trying to like find like a nice rooftop spot to go to, and it was so hard. And I was like, "What are people that call for the people that have a rooftop?" Like every week, every week, I was like, "I can't even, I can't get no reservation after seven. You gotta remember, like, we live in New York City, and we always know like winter is coming, so we have to make the most of summer and fall. Like we, no, I don't think anyone, maybe Chicago." makes use of summer like New York and Chicago because winter is coming and we can't do it. Listen, I'm just listen, I don't know. I I, I want to be on a rooftop this summer but but in a safe way. <laughs> in a safe way. Because unless but then you can still do rooftops in the winter time. It's just is a it different it's just a different setting. Yeah. I don't like covered rooftops though. I like when they're they're open. Open? Yeah. I don't mind it because like sometimes it has that, you know, the plexiglass look. True. So it's like still get the view. And then they have those little fireplaces around. Girl, it's still an intimate, nice setting. I don't know where you be going, but okay, that's fancy. <laughs> you know I hibernate in the wintertime anyway. Yeah, so... you really do. I don't feel like that. <laughs> I like to be out in the summer and fall, but once I see winter come, mm, I am hibernating. I, I don't play that. I don't. Me and Cole don't mix, and we know. All, all I'm thinking to myself is, I felt like I've I've not have I've not had a good summer since summer of 2015. Like I've not had a good. Summer. Yeah, we've had this conversation. Mine is 2016. <laughs> I haven't had like 2016 for me was. Uh, a lit summer for me and I've yet to experience that summer ever again and I thought 2020 was gonna be that summer obviously not <clears throat> maybe next year we'll see but 2016 was I was just I was just out <laughs> out non-stop out I don't know man and then it's like you had you have all these high hopes and expectations for 2020 and it's just looking just as dead as the rest of them just worse that thing the grim reaper came for it 
Because that's what I'm like. Because everybody's like, yeah, they ready to go outside. But I'm like, going outside to do what? <laughs> like, y'all do realize this thing is still out there. There's no vaccine. And it's still, you're still spreading it. So it's it's not like it died down and it disappeared and we don't see it anymore. So I just feel like going back out there and doing the same shit y'all was doing before is just going to make it, like, bring another uptick of it. So, well, let's hope that doesn't happen and hopefully at least by august we can do something august like i already said i'm done for the rest of the year like i'm dead ass i am done (laughs) (laughs) i'm just i'm just waiting for 2021 to come because this year was a disappointment don't be talking about the year like that it has feelings oh really it ain't thinking about mine Oh my god. Anyway, guys, it's been a great episode. It was great to just spend this time with you, and we will see you guys next week.